0: Welcome to the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. I am the Queen of Pep Talks, Jessica Battle, founder and CEO of the Join Jessica XO brand, where I coach, speak, and influence women to improve their mindsets so they can become happier, healthier, and more successful than ever before. I am obsessed with helping women create the unwavering ability to believe in themselves in order to achieve a life beyond their wildest dreams. Each week, I'll bring you a series of pep talks that will encourage you to break through your own limiting beliefs and help you develop the mindset that will allow you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. If you're looking to lose your own bullshit excuses, get out of your own way and grow into your infinite potential, well, then you're in the right place. Are you with me? Let's dive in. Hello, my love, and welcome back to another episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. Happy Monday. How are you doing? How are you feeling as we step into chapter three of 52? I think that I'm going to do this all year long. Well, we'll see how long I keep up with it. But I'm loving seeing the beginning of a new week as a brand new chapter. A lot of people do this with the new year around identifying each month as a new chapter, like chapter one of 12, chapter two of 12. I want to do it with weeks because I think... Number one, we have an opportunity in every given moment to decide that we're stepping into a new version of ourselves, a new chapter of our lives. And for me, Mondays just feel like such a fun and fresh start. I don't know how you're feeling about achieving your goals in 2024. I'm still feeling really excited. I'm still feeling really lit up about it. And I hope that you are feeling the same. And I just want to remind you that achieving what you want in 2024 is not always going to be convenient. I'm going to be talking about that a lot more on tomorrow's exclusive pep talk. If you're not already a part of exclusive pep talks with the queen, I would 10 out of 10 recommend you get inside of there. I share a lot of more personal things there with the lessons that come from. From them. And we do a lot of really powerful teachings over there. Exclusive Pep Talks is an incredible place to be. If you love the Queen of Pep Talks podcast, that's an incredible place for you to get bonus episodes. There are 87, tomorrow there will be 88 bonus episodes awaiting you. And one of the coolest parts about Exclusive Pep Talks is that I make episodes just for you. You literally get personalized. Episodes. You get to come into the space, ask a question, leave a comment, leave a topic. Say, Jessica, I'm going through this. I'm struggling with this. I need your help. How can you support me in this? And I will record a 15 to 30 minute episode just for you, reading your question, answering your question, and giving you the support, guidance, and coaching that you need to move through what it is that you're going through. I don't know where else you can go and get access to that type of personalized coaching for $7 a month. And we do Zoom calls every other month where you get to come and get personalized hot seat coaching from me, where again, you can bring topics, questions, anything that you want to chat about or talk about, you can bring to the space. It is an incredible community over there, and I would love to have you join us. $7 a month, and we will put the link to that in the show notes of this episode. Before I go any further into today's episode, which I'm very excited to share with you, I want to apologize in advance for any loud banging... Drilling, sawing that you might hear in the background. It just started again. I had like a solid 10 minutes of silence and now. It's back. So I apologize if you hear any loud noise. They are finally installing the floor, and I'm so, 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 so excited. But it came on very last minute. I normally do all of my podcast recording on Wednesdays, which was yesterday. But we found out last minute that they were coming today to install the floors. And so we had to do a lot of stuff around the house. Thank goodness that Chris and I work out. We had to move all of the furniture from our living room. We have a massive sectional. I think it seats one, two, three, four, five. six, seven. (laughs) And many of the pieces are reclining pieces, which means all of that electrical stuff underneath. It's just so stinking heavy. And then our TV console, I had no idea because we ordered it from Amazon. Stunning, beautiful. I love it. We had never lifted it. It was so heavy. I actually hurt my back a little bit trying to help Chris lift it. It's feeling better today, but it's just been It's a shit show around here, y'all. So my recording day yesterday ended up being pushed forward to today, pushed back, pushed forward, pushed back, pushed back to today. And now they're here and they're ripping up the carpet and it's just, it's, it's a mess. I apologize. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say is I'm sorry if you hear any loud banging in the back. Okay. So. Today, though, I am, oh my God, it's so loud. (laughs) Today, I am very excited to share with you this podcast episode because I know it's going to be really beneficial for those of you who are on a journey to losing weight, improving your relationship with food, healing binge eating, overcoming emotional eating. I'm going to share with you a simple practice that I created that helps me stop eating when I'm full. And if I'm being completely honest with you, I don't really use this practice that much anymore because I don't really need to. I'm at a point now with my intuitive eating journey where many of the principles that I learned around intuitive eating, I studied them and I learned them and I embodied them and I, car- I carefully followed them. In the beginning, when I was really working on healing my relationship with food and getting back in touch with my hunger and fullness cues, but I'm at a point now where I just really am in tune with my body and I don't necessarily need to put into practice these things. They're an incredible thing to fall back on if I ever find myself in a place where I'm not honoring my hunger and fullness the way that I want to, and that's going to happen because life is just not this linear path where everything always looks the same. There are going to be ebbs and flows in everything. Intuitive eating taught me so, so much. Two of the really important pieces of intuitive eating are to honor your hunger, which means eating when you're satisfied, paying attention to your body signals and responding to them by eating when you feel hungry. Another very important principle of intuitive eating is learning to feel your fullness and stop eating when you're satisfied. And we have to learn to practice that. It sounds good and it sounds easy and simple in theory to say, okay, well, I'm just going to stop eating when I'm full. I'm going to recognize when I'm satisfied and I'm going to stop eating. But for those of us who have struggled with or participated in yo-yo dieting for a lot of our lives... It's not quite so simple because we have lived our lives in one of two places where we're either very meticulously tracking and counting everything that we put in our mouths, and we're relying on meal plans or MyFitnessPal to tell us when it's time to eat and when it's time to stop eating. We have a calorie allowance in which we're allowed to eat, and when we reach that, done, over. Or in our heads, if we're addicted to seeing the scale go down, we will often even hold back from reaching that calorie number because we think if I eat less, then I'm just going to lose weight more quickly. Or we're on the other side of the spectrum where we're eating nonstop and we're living in that like YOLO fuck it place where we're eating whatever we want, whenever we want with no care about how our bodies feel. And we've reached this place of physical fullness, but we go beyond that. I want you to think about how many times in your life you felt physical fullness, but you've eaten beyond that. That was one of the key indicators for me that I had a dysfunctional relationship with food because there were so many times where I would eat not even necessarily during a binge but just let's just say cheesecake factory is a great example if you've ever been to cheesecake factory the portions there are ginormous they are massive I don't know who they think is eating those plates of food but they are huge when I was dating back in the day before I met Chris cheesecake factory used to be one of my favorite places to have people take me for dates because the food is so good and there was a lot of it (laughs) And I remember I used to order the Louisiana chicken pasta, and I swear to you, there's at least five servings inside of that meal. I would eat the entire thing and then order cheesecake. I remember this specifically because the meal was so large. Number one, we would have the bread in the beginning because they bring you the bread, order an appetizer, eat the appetizer, eat the entire meal, and then have cheesecake. I remember getting halfway, three quarters of the way through my meal and feeling so physically full, but also feeling like I'm going to finish this anyway. Even though my stomach hurts, even though I'm not feeling great, even though I know that I'm stuffed and I'm satisfied I've had enough, I was trained myself to finish the food Regardless. And so much of that came from so often when I would sit down with a meal, I would convince myself, like, this is the last time that I'm going to have this for a really long time. So I would always feel like I have to get my fill. I have to eat all of it now because in a couple of days or a couple of weeks, I'm not going to be allowed to have this anymore because I'm going to be quote unquote back on track with my diet, which is such a toxic way of thinking and often leads to overconsumption and overeating of food because we feel like there's going to come a point where I'm not allowed to have this anymore. So it's important for you to understand all of the intuitive eating principles. If this is something that you really want to learn to become in your life, if you want to be an intuitive eater, someone who is more mindful, can honor and respect their bodies with food, I 10 out of 10 recommend reading intuitive eating. And when did I get back to saying 10 out of 10 all the time? You ever just like roll your eyes at yourself? Anyway, so two of the big principles that we really have to understand from intuitive eating are honoring your hunger and feeling your fullness, which, again, in theory sounds great. It sounds simple. Cool. Do it. I want to talk today specifically about feeling your fullness because this was challenging for me. When you have pushed yourself beyond the point of fullness so many times – you don't really feel in touch with it. You might recognize that it's there, but you've already consciously made the decision that regardless of how your body feels, you're finishing what's on your plate. Have you done that before? Where you make your plate and you've already consciously made a decision that I'm going to finish what is on my plate regardless of how my body feels. How often are you eating the last couple of bites on your plate Or finishing what's there, clearing your plate because you feel you have to, or because you've already made the decision that I put this on my plate, so I'm eating it. I want to help you sit down with a plate and be able to say, okay, I'm three quarters of the way through, or I'm half of the way through, and I don't want to finish the rest because I recognize my body's fullness. I feel satisfied with what I've eaten, that tasted delicious, and I'm finished now, And that can be a really hard thing for you to do if you've come from a place of feeling like you just have to finish what's there. So I want to share with you this very, very simple practice that has helped me get excited about stopping eating when I get full. And I promise you, it is so, so simple. And I hope that you will take this and implement it because I know if you do, you're going to be able to, number one get back in touch with feeling your fullness because you're paying attention to the fact that you're getting to the point where you're satisfied. And number two, you're really going to be able to heal your relationship with food by honoring these intuitive eating principles. There are a couple of things that go into this. Number one is understanding that you always have permission to eat. You always have permission to eat, and you always have permission to eat the foods that you love. When we think about intuitive eating, we have to make peace with food. That's one of the principles, which means letting go of good food, bad food. I'm a good person. I'm a bad person. We have to let go of that way of thinking. So knowing that you always and forever have permission to eat, and you always have permission to eat the foods that you love. If you have pizza on a Tuesday, guess what? If you want to wake up on Wednesday and have pizza for breakfast you are allowed to. And I promise you that this permission slip is such an important piece of healing your relationship with food. Because if in the back of your mind, you're thinking pizza on a Tuesday, I don't get pizza again till next Tuesday or the next Tuesday or next month, because I'm only allowing myself to have pizza once a month or once a week, whatever that looks like for you, then there's going to be this feeling of like, I have to finish this, I have to eat what is on my plate now, because I'm not going to have it again for a while. So this is the first shift that you have to make: is understanding that you always and forever have permission to eat the foods that you want, eat the foods that you love, and eat the foods that you enjoy. And I know that that scares a lot of people because they think if I always have permission to eat it, then I'm going to eat it all the time. But I promise you that that excitement and like goo goo gaga eyes, like the heart eye emoji, that feeling wears off around food when you're allowed to have it whenever you want. I used to get so excited about eating certain things because I knew I couldn't have them all the time. Now. Even Even my favorite foods, it's like if I want to have it, I can have it on a Monday for dinner. I can have it on a Wednesday for breakfast. I can have it on a Saturday for dessert if I want. It doesn't matter. I have permission to eat the foods that I want and I love and I enjoy whenever I want, period. So, with that, when you're sitting down and you have a meal in front of you, and it's interesting that I brought up Cheesecake Factory because this is actually when I started doing the practice later on down the line. When I was working on healing my relationship with food, my husband brought home a slice of cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory. And we normally share a slice of cheesecake. Sometimes he'll get his own and I'll get my own. I think at this point in time, when this specifically happened, he had gotten me my own slice of cheesecake. And I remember putting the cheesecake onto a a plate and thinking to myself like, wow, this is amazing and this is delicious and this is so, so good. I took a couple of bites and I was like, That's really rich. That's really satisfying. That tasted so, so good. I took another bite and I realized that bite did not taste as satisfying as the bite before because I already had the taste in my mouth. Do you ever feel like that? If you start paying attention to when you're eating, I bet that you would begin to recognize this for yourself too. Food tastes really good the first couple of bites, but then there comes a point where it's like, okay, it just tastes like the things that I've already eaten. But if your mind is convincing you, I have to finish this, I have to finish this, I have to finish this, then you're going to finish it, even though it doesn't taste as good as it did the first couple of bites. So the mindset perspective that I started to embody was like, if those first three or four bites taste so good, and they're so enjoyable, why don't I allow myself to experience that more often by wrapping this up and saving it For later. And later can be 20 minutes from now. Later could be two weeks from now. I don't know if the cheesecake stays good that long. It's never lasted that long in my house, but you get the idea. It's like, if only the first couple of bites taste that good, what if I gave myself the opportunity to enjoy this moment and feel this level of satisfaction and enjoyment with food? Because healing your relationship with food does not mean that you're not a person who enjoys food. I fucking love food. I love to eat. Food is delicious period. There's nothing wrong with thinking or feeling that way. So if you enjoy the first couple of bites so much, what if you allowed yourself to experience that experience three, four, five, six times by enjoying that cheesecake over the course of a couple of days instead of over the course of a couple of minutes? And when I had this realization for myself, I was like, wow, wow. This is really powerful because not only can I do it with this slice of cheesecake, I can do it with anything else that I want. And I started seeing leftovers as an opportunity to enjoy the deliciousness of the food again. I got excited about saying, I want to save that for later. Not the perspective of, oh gosh, I have to stop eating now because intuitive eating said so. Because you're not gonna have a healthy relationship with food if everything is coming from a negative place. If I have to do this, I'm supposed to do this. But what if you got excited about saving food for later so that you could enjoy it as much as you did the first time again at a later date? And when I started doing this, I began to realize it's actually quite easy for me to say, I'm good, I'm full, I'm finished. I'm going to save the rest for later. And saving the rest for later could be a couple of bites that you have left on your plate, or it could be three quarters of your slice of cheesecake. It doesn't really matter. So often we convince ourselves like, oh, a couple of bites isn't enough to enjoy again, so I'm just going to finish it now. How many times are you doing this? How many times are you making the choice to push beyond physical satisfaction or physical fullness because you think, oh, it's just a couple of bites. But what if you wrapped those couple of bites up for later? What if you even just put them in the microwave and said, I might come back to this in a little bit because, again, a little bit could be 20 minutes or it could be two weeks. It doesn't really matter. But if you can get excited about honoring your fullness by saying, what an incredible opportunity for me to enjoy this meal again later, it's going to be so much easier for you to honor that fullness because feeling it is one thing. But being able to respect it and say, yes, I'm actually finished now. Yes, I'm done. I don't want to eat anymore at this current moment. It can feel really, really challenging when you're not used to it, especially if you have feelings of guilt around not clearing your plate from childhood or whatever weird stories you have around finishing food, it can be difficult and challenging for you to say, you know what, I'm not going to finish this. But not finishing your food doesn't always mean that it has to go into the trash. And a conversation for another time that it is okay if your food goes into the trash because you have permission to throw food away if you're not enjoying it or you're not able to finish it and you don't have anywhere to store it. It's okay for you to throw food away. We have to let go of that guilt as well. But it's really important for you to recognize that if you want to get comfortable saying, I'm full, I'm done, I'm finished, I'm satisfied. What if you leaned into the perspective of, I am so excited to save the rest of this for later so that I can enjoy it again? another time. When I leaned into this, it was really, really so much easier for me to say, I'm full, I'm satisfied. And I'm excited because I have some leftover that I can enjoy tomorrow for lunch or tomorrow night for dinner or tomorrow for breakfast, if I even want to, or even later today. Because going back to what I said originally, you always have permission always to eat the things that you want, eat the foods that you enjoy. You always have that permission. So you could always come back to it. But start practicing having an attitude of excitement around it by saying, you know what? I'm gonna wrap this up and save it for later. This simple practice was very, very beneficial for me and being able to really honor my fullness. And I know that if you put it into practice, it'll be beneficial for you as well, okay? I love you guys so much. If you are going to put this into practice, send me a DM and let me know. I want you to get excited about feeling your fullness and learning to honor it because it is going to help you radically in healing your relationship with food and creating the body that you want to live in for yourself. If you have excess weight that you want to release, honoring your hunger and honoring your fullness is the fastest path to getting there in a healthy way that is sustainable. Okay. I love you to absolute pieces. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. See ya. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you were inspired by today's pep talk, be sure to share it with me by leaving a rating and review on iTunes so I can keep the encouragement coming your way. I hope you know that your support in helping me grow the podcast this year, it means so much to me. If we aren't already connected on social media, head over to join Jessica XO on Instagram or join the join Jessica XO free Facebook community for even more content that will inspire you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. Make sure you check out the show notes of today's episode for links to freebies, upcoming opportunities to work with me and ways that we can stay connected outside of the podcast. I love you so much. And I cannot wait to chat with you on the next episode of the queen of pep talks podcast. In the meantime, Go so fuck this day up in the best way possible.